The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up. Where the dawn of the east meets the twilight of the west and the cool of the north touches the calm of the south and the transcendent power of God touches earth in the humility and love of Christ. Here and now where the head of the Charles reaches out to the heart of the country, we gather for ordered worship. The liturgy, music, and homily this Thanksgiving Sunday are offered on behalf of our gathered congregation here in Marsh Chapel for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM and for our internet listenership now and later around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership and service in our midst. And as the Spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it as we are able. May we stand in the praise of God.
May we pray together. Almighty and gracious Father, we give you thanks for the fruits of the earth in their season and for the labors of those who harvest them. Make us, we pray, faithful stewards of your great bounty for the provision of our necessities and the relief of all who are in need. To the glory of your name, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. We come with a poem to our time of quiet. My November guest, Robert Frost. My sorrow, when she's here with me, thinks these dark days of autumn rain are beautiful as days can be. She loves the bear, the withered tree. She walks the sodden pasture lane. Not yesterday I learned to know the love of bare November days before the coming of the snow. Yet it were vain to tell her so, and they are better for her praise. As the choir sings, may we offer our prayer. Beloved, hear good news. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. A lesson from the book of the prophet Joel, chapter 2, verses 21 through 27. Do not fear, O soil. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. Do not fear, you animals of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness are green. The tree bears its fruit, the fig tree and vine give their full yield. O children of Zion, be glad and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given the early rain for your vindication. 
He has poured down for you abundant rain, the early and the later rain, as before. The threshing floor shall be full of grain. The vats shall overflow with wine and oil. I will repay you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army which I send against you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never again be put to shame. You shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I, the Lord, am your God, and there is no other. And my people shall never again be put to shame. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A lesson from the first epistle to Timothy, chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. This is right and is acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, 
there is also one mediator between God and humankind, Christ Jesus, himself human, who gave himself a ransom for all. This was attested at the right time. For this I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I am telling the truth, I am not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now please join me in reading responsibly verses from Psalm 126 with the Antiphon. of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the watercourses in the Negev. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. Now please rise in body or in spirit as you're able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord, Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew, chapter 6, verses 25 through 33. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus is speaking with his disciples. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, 
or about your body, what you will wear? Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you by worrying add a single hour to the span of your life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and God's righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. 
One of our contemporary journalists has decided to leave behind his usual round of assignments and to walk around the world. We remember travels with Charlie, John Steinbeck's drive across America with his pet dog. You may remember a similar, more postmodern drive across the outback of America by William Least Heat Moon, Blue Highways. Another such volume a few years ago was A Walk Across America by Peter Jenkins. But this fellow, Paul Salopek, is walking around the world He has been at it for a couple of years already. The television camera and crew caught up with him in Eastern Europe. He has been through four pairs of shoes. He carries very little in his backpack, a change of clothes and a computer. He has some traveling buddies, part guides, part protectors, part friends. He asks people in various towns to let him stay with them. They do that he interviews them, doing a video interview once a month. One thing he said really struck home. The world is a very hospitable place, he said. With only a few exceptions, this world is a very hospitable place. People receive welcome and offer you hospitality. Paul Salopek began walking, I believe, in January of 2013. His ironic voice has a faint but real resonance, Thanksgiving 2015, as we are immersed in reports of violence around the globe. This Sunday each year, we remember to be thankful. Are we mindful of our sources of gratitude? We're not as always as thoughtful as we could be, not as mindful as we should be. So let us be thoughtful this Thanksgiving. Let us be mindful of the goodness of God as sung in the 126th Psalm. Let us be thoughtful this Thanksgiving as we are reminded so to be in the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Let us be mindful and thoughtful, mindful of friendship as was our friend Max Coots. Let us give thanks for a bounty of people, for children who are second planting, and though they grow like weeds and the wind too soon blows them away, may they forgive us for our cultivation and fondly remember where their roots are. For generous friends with hearts and smiles as bright as their blossoms, for feisty friends as tart as apples, for continuous friends who like scallions and cucumbers keep reminding us that we've had them. For crotchety friends as sour as rhubarb and as indestructible. For handsome friends who are as gorgeous as eggplants and as elegant as a row of corn. And the other, plain as potatoes and as good for you. For funny friends who are as silly as Brussels sprouts and as amusing as Jerusalem artichokes. And serious friends as complex as cauliflowers and as intricate as onions. For friends as unpretentious as cabbages, as subtle as summer squash, as persistent as parsley, as delightful as dill, as endless as zucchini, and who, like parsnips, can be counted on to see you through the winter. For old friends nodding like sunflowers in the evening time, and young friends coming on as fast as radishes. For loving friends who wind around us like tendrils and hold us, despite our blights, wilts, and witherings. And finally, 
for those friends now gone like gardens past that have been harvested and who fed us in their times that we might have life thereafter. For all these, we give thanks by Reverend Mark Coots. Our lessons from ancient scripture surround us with thanksgiving. The prophet Joel attributes directly to the Lord in a way we might not in our time, both the weal and woe of natural cycles. Yet his spirit of thanksgiving could not be more evident as he acclaims gratitude for the good that is given in pasture and tree and vineyard. Even those of us dwelling mostly in an urban setting can, from this past autumn, sense warm mostly this autumn, dry mostly this autumn, pleasant mostly this autumn. We may receive such a sense of blessing and so a sense of gratitude. Our psalm, very directly, also recalls a dreamlike time of plenitude. Seed time gives way to harvest as tears give way to shouts and joy. The long months of hidden growth, of change and development under the earth are a firm reminder to those who use this psalm that the future will look different from the past and from the present. Every autumn, every harvest season, we are offered such a reminder. Our epistle lesson in 1 Timothy turns from nature to history, from harvest to governance. As elsewhere in the New Testament, we find here an unsurprising thanksgiving for order. In a prayer recently, we heard the petition that we might serve God with a quiet mind. Not all order is godly, especially when purchased with the counterfeit currency of oppression and injustice. But Timothy has a point. A quiet and peaceable life itself requires order. And when we have such, we are right to give thanks. Especially in the later New Testament writings, there is preserved for us a mature recognition of the value in things done decently and in order. But it is our gospel today that shines most clearly with gratitude, a beatitudinal thanksgiving prayer itself. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness, and all these things will be given unto you. The body, birds of the air, lilies of the field, reminders of what Marilyn Robinson might call the givenness of things. Friday night, our inner strength gospel choir fed earlier by the loving care of Marsh Chapel members, Cecilia, Sandra, Jerry, Carolyn, Victoria, and Melvina, gave a compelling witness in this name, in the heart of this past week of turmoil, to thanksgiving, grateful praise. So let us be mindful of the good earth, of the fruits of harvest, of the fruits of years of labor and love, and as one, Carol Zahm remembered, in the figure of her friend. Sitting by my window, looking out at the field, this chair has been such a comfort for so many years. Rocking, rocking. All the children were comforted in this chair, all grown and gone now, babies growing year after year till they could go to the field to help. The fields, so green in the spring, then the plow broke it up into beautiful brown earth. 
worked over and over until the seeds had a wonderful bed in which to grow. Week after week growing, and then the harvest. We all went to the field for the harvest, sunrise to sunset, day after day, finished at last. Ready for winter, now looking across the field at the beautiful virgin snow like a watching a baby sleep, so peaceful. Happy for the quiet, anxious for the awakening. Start again, sitting by my window, rocking, rocking. Her rocking and the rhythm of her remembrance along the brown earth seem a world away from our world today. We have been this past week through a very dark patch. The torrent of images from Paris and elsewhere threatens so to inundate as to overwhelm and then to drown. Under the aspect of thanksgiving this morning, let us pause for a moment to collect our thoughts, to gird ourselves in faithful cautions. We will, want to remember, we, want, we will want to be careful to remember that individual choices to kill, say, or to heal, say, are real, they matter, they count in the long, long run. Someone chose to kill in Paris. The bombs were not set by systems or structures, but by men and women of carne y hueso, flesh and bone. We will want to be clear that for all of the structural, systemic, and acculturated sources of violence, how potent they are. It is nonetheless an irretrievable and irremediable individual choice to take another's life and to take another's innocent life. We will want to be somber and sober to remember that God gives the human being a rooted daily freedom but does not then suddenly intervene to erase that freedom, however perversely, however violently, however despicably that freedom is used. We will want to stand up, to sit up, to take notice that liberty is only of any value within the constraints of security to enjoy it, and that security is only of any value as a basis for the enjoyment of liberty itself. As people of faith, we cannot in sloth afford to be naive, refusing the dominical wisdom of serpents to hide underneath the false innocence of doves when facing hatred, religious terrorism, and nihilistic venom. Protection for the lamb requires resistance to the wolf before either determines to lie down with the other. We do not want to pray, preach, sing, or proffer a kind of cheap grace that speaks lightly of forgiveness for the murderer, the terrorist, the sadistic extremist. The utter realism of the Bible on the one hand and our brutal experience across centuries and years on the other forbid it. Those of us who heard the explosions on Boylston Street in 2013 fully empathize in a particular way with Paris 2015. And in helping one another and our children 
as one Fred has said, we can at least remind them, the least, the littlest, that they are safe, that it's okay to feel sad about what has happened to others, and we can continue to support and protect our neighbors and friends of all manner of different traditions, religious and secular alike. With a soulful abandon, with a Parisian panache, going forward, we can go forward as a flaneur of old, to saunter, to wander, to stroll, to make our own streets and boulevards the heart and soul of life. So let us be mindful this Thanksgiving, as was Howard Thurman, who was a hundred years ahead of his time, 50 years ago, his poem. Today I make my sacrament of thanksgiving. I begin with the simple things of my days. Fresh air to breathe, cool water to drink, the taste of food, the protection of houses and clothes, the comforts of home. For all these, I make an act of thanksgiving this day. I bring to mind all the warmth of humankind that I have known, my mother's arms, the strength of my father, the playmates of my childhood, the wonderful stories brought to me from the lives of many who talked of days gone by when fairies and giants and all kinds of magic held sway. The tears I have shed and the tears I have seen, the excitement of laughter and the twinkle in the eye with its reminder that life is good. For all these, I make an act of thanksgiving this day. I finger one by one the messages of hope that awaited me at the crossroads, the smile of approval from those who held in their hands the reins of my security, the tightening of the grip in a simple handshake when I feared the step before me in darkness, the whisper in my heart when the temptation was fiercest and the claims of appetite were not to be denied. The crucial word said, the simple sentence from an open page when my decision hung in the balance. For all these, I make an act of thanksgiving for this day. I pass before me the main springs of my heritage, the fruits of labors of countless generations who lived before me, without whom my own life would have no meaning the seers who saw visions and dreamed dreams, the prophets who sensed a truth greater than the mind could grasp and whose words could only find fulfillment in the years which they would never see, the workers whose sweat has watered the trees, the leaves of which are for the healing of the nations, the pilgrims who set their sails for lands beyond the horizons, whose courage made paths into new worlds and far-off places, the saviors whose blood was shed with the recklessness that only a dream could inspire and God could command. For all this, I make an act of thanksgiving this day. I linger over the meaning of my own life and the commitment to which I give the loyalty of my heart and mind, the little purposes in which I have shared my loves, my desires, my gifts, the restlessness which bottoms all I do with its stark insistence that I have never done my best, I have never dared to reach for the highest, the big hope that never quite deserts me, that I and my kind will study war no more, that love and tenderness and all the inner graces of almighty affection 
will cover the life of the children of God as the waters cover the sea. All these and more than mind can think and heart can feel, I make as my sacrament of thanksgiving to thee, our Father, in humbleness of mind and simplicity of heart. Amen. As we enter this time of prayer, I invite you to come and kneel at the altar or sit and bow your heads. I invite you to find a position that lends itself to an attitude of worship for you. The choir will now lead us into our call to prayer.
eternal divine, father and mother of us all. We come to you today celebrating new life, birthdays, anniversaries, and the joys in our lives. We come to you today with heavy hearts as well. Lord, we are thankful today for our families, for our warm homes, for our loved ones, for good friends, for the food that we will share with one another this week. Lord, we come humbly asking for your compassion. We remember those today who have been rejected, those who have no homes, those who have no loved ones, and those without. We pray for your heart and for your compassion, Lord. Enable us to embody your compassion to all people. We lift up the Syrian refugees, and may we remember your call to love our neighbors. May we remember who our neighbors are. Lord, in this time of Thanksgiving, we remember all those in Paris, Beirut, and Baghdad. We remember those affected by the heartbreak of natural disasters. We remember our transgender siblings who were taken too soon by hatred and fear. May we remember our humanity and the love, your love, that binds us all. We are thankful for your grace and mercy which knows no bounds, and we are thankful for our communities of faith which lift our hearts and our spirits. Lord, we pray for your spirit to be among us this day as we worship you. We pray, O oh Lord, that you go with us when we leave this place today. Give us your eyes, O oh Lord. Give us your heart, wonderful God. Grant us compassion, thanksgiving, humility, and strength. We lift our hearts this day, O oh God, in the season of thanksgiving. Remind us, creator, of all of our blessings. Teach us to bless others in your divine grace and spirit of giving. These things we pray, O God, as you taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
With a genial warmth, we greet and welcome one and all, both those present and those listening from afar. We ask you to take note of the events and programs which will begin next Sunday as we enter the season of Advent, and particularly those services for Christmas Eve and for Christmas Sunday and for lessons and carols, all of which you will hear about in the weeks to come. Likewise, we invite you at this time to make use of the red pads in the pews, passing them from the aisle to the side aisle, center aisle to side aisle, so that we may come to know your name and you may come to know by name and so greet those in the pew next to you. I want to pause to thank chapter members and leaders Sandra Cole and Sean Pettikin for being willing to give voice and presence to support this morning's sermon. Will you join me in recognizing and thanking them? And now this is a season of generosity. So if the music of Marsh Chapel has touched you, if the preaching of Marsh Chapel has helped you, if the liturgy of Marsh Chapel has encouraged you, please consider making a donation to support our work. This could be a first-time gift of $40 for student ministry or a lifetime gift of $4 million to finish endowing our deanship or anything in between. This fall, please consider such a thoughtful gift in support of music that touches, preaching that helps, and liturgy that encourages so that what has been meaningful to you may continue to be meaningful to others. Those listening on the radio or internet may give online or mail your check to 735 Commonwealth Avenue. Let us continue to worship as the ushers wait upon us this morning.
Majestic and mysterious creator, thank you for our blessings and thank you, great divine, that we have so much to thank you for. As we reach out to people in our community, locally and globally, may we all draw closer to you. Let our offerings that we give today contribute to the much needed and continuing work of your servant, Jesus Christ, here and now and forevermore. Amen.
grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be and abide with each one of us now and always. Amen.